walking down on the west end and today we are going to go into English Bay and over into Stanley Park. Now I don't know if you're able to tell so much, but for the West End, the West End is like a lot quieter being this close to a major metropolitan downtown area. It's pretty quiet. You can hear the birds chirping in the background, crows. No seagulls right now, but we might catch some of those as we get closer to to the English, English Bay here. I shall also mention that about 10 seconds ago, I was thinking about this as I was walking, uh, about 15 seconds ago, I was at the start of a block, and I'm coming up to Denman, which is a pretty major street. The blocks here are not that large. What I was used to before I got out here was that you know, New York City blocks where the streets, what is this? Streets are pretty short intervals in terms of blocks, but if you have to go in between avenues, you have to go from 2nd to 9th Avenue. That's a hike. Granted, these are completely different metropolitan areas that we're talking about. But, uh, something you have to get used to because it really only takes you a matter of minutes to walk from one side of downtown to the other. However, you have to go uphill and downhill respectively depending on where you're going, so that makes it all even more labored. Just depends on how lazy you want to be. And uh, as we get closer to the water here, I just I'm on Denman now. I got first to mention that about 15 seconds ago. Looking out into the Broad Inlet. Absolutely gorgeous day. A little cold. I think when I left this morning, there's one C, about 38 Fahrenheit. 36 Fahrenheit. This one's good to 14 C. So almost 50 degrees, my speed. This won't be that bad. Cross street here. I'm walking, talking like I'm talking on a cell phone, which makes things a lot easier. Makes people not so, uh, not thinking that you're schizophrenic and talking to yourself. But I uh, also got a coffee too, so my hands are completely full. So I'm crossing over, coming up to uh, Beach, it's a Beach Street or Beach Avenue? Beach Avenue, looking at the sign. And I'm going to look right directly out over into the inlet, and I'm going to cross, cross Beach here, right at the uh, little entrance here for, um, to get onto the, the seawall. I'll sit down and I'll snap a picture. Maybe post that with this, uh, whenever I post this audio. I think today is, I'm not necessarily sure what today is. 
in terms of date. We'll find out here in a second. I think today's the 9th. February 9th. It is just absolutely gorgeous today. And it's been this way for the past few days. As I mentioned in a previous episode, it seems like February for the most part. Is this time of year that where things just kind of open up in terms of the sky. Looking back into the city. Denman. I see intersection of Davy and Beach Avenue. So if you got your Google map, you can follow right along. This is an area I like to go running on. Okay. You can hear my camera here in the background. It's nothing too fancy, but I love my camera. I can get a little closer to the water here too. Get some of the sounds. We'll go walking along down the beach. I gotta drink some of my coffee here because it's kind of spilling around. I didn't pick up a coffee or anything from like Starbucks or Blends. Got something from home. Water's relatively calm today. I'm just making another another movie. We look out over across the water. You can see the snow-capped mountains on Vancouver Island. starting to get a little bit more of the sound of the seagulls down around, along the seawall. I'm walking right along the seawall now and jeez, um, it's just a beautiful morning. You get the seagulls flying around. Seaplanes are flying. For those not familiar with the area, seaplanes are very common. Uh, those planes that can land on water, take off from water. They actually land just down the, in the inlet on the other side here. It's very cool stuff. There's a lot of people out today. It's probably going to get even busier along the seawall as the day progresses. It's a nice day. 
the Vancouverites love their gorgeous days. I'm going to take a slight detour here. And, uh, head up away from the seawall. If you're familiar with this area, there's a sculpture that they just put up not long ago. Not sure what the, uh, significance behind it is, what the name is, but it looks like two diamond rings. One that's double banded, another one at a 45 degree angle away from it. I don't know. Looks like they light up at night. I mean, they look like diamond rings to me. Maybe that's the whole marriage thing talking. I don't know. But I'm up away from the seawall now. And walking along Beach Avenue. Hearing traffic spit out. Coming out of uh, Stanley Park. I'm actually on the bike trail. You know, they, they really split up. And sometimes bike, bike trails and footpath trails will converge. But for the most part, you're supposed to stick to your, your side. I just got passed by a biker. I was all the way on the, le the left side. And the uh, path was split up by a median with the sidewalk closer to the street. But now the path, the footpath and the bike path both diverge. Okay, I'm getting my camera out and I'm making another standing up here on the on the hill. There's a runner coming behind me. Grab my coffee. Get my phone back out. And there's another runner coming up on the head. Just covered in frost. Got my camera back out again. I'm gonna take a couple of pictures here because it's just so gorgeous out today. It's hard not to just kind of stop and take a picture once in a while. I'm standing up here on the ledge, looking out. We had to be quiet there for a second, because it looks really weird when I'm talking to myself. And taking video pictures with my coffee. <laughs> I've got another runner coming up behind me. Lots of people out running today. Another sip of coffee. another bench covered in frost. I was watching, I was walking down here today. I was passing this woman that was scraping some of the frost off of her windows. <laughs> and it really wasn't that much frost. But it's frost to these people because that's about as cold as it gets. And back in Iowa, 
You want some frost, you want some stuff you gotta scrape off some windows. That's when you need a scraper. The scraper she had was pretty almost industrial like. Ooh. A couple of women were walking towards me, but then they started angling off. And a guy in a recline bike almost took him out. You gotta be careful. You gotta pay attention. Although they were coming, <laughs> it was like almost a head-on collision. I don't quite understand how they didn't see the guy coming. It's not like he's a monkey on a little tricycle or something. But yeah, looking out into English Bay, this is kind of where the inlet and uh, False Creek kind of False Creek goes down further, goes under the Burrard Street Bridge. I should mention catcam.ca, K-A-T-K-A-M.ca, and you can get a webcam, or it's a webcam page, pretty much shooting at what I'm looking at, although it stares more at the Burrard Street Bridge. And uh, looking out over at uh, Kitsilano, Kitsilano, Kits, that's what they call it. It's like a burrow. Vancouver, for the most part, has all these different little parts and places to it. And, uh, like the West End, Kits. But for the most part, they're all the same. Uh, they're all part, you know, of Vancouver. Just different little places, you know, parts of the city have different little names. Chinatown, things like that. Did I mention it's a gorgeous morning? There's something in the bushes over here. I don't know what it is. For the most part, the wildlife you see around here, which, by law, you are not supposed to feed. Although the thought did cross my mind leaving the house this morning. But I know better. I know better. Rebecca will be glad to know that. Good coffee too. Uh, but the wildlife for the most part in this area. Squirrels, raccoons. I mean, at least in like the park area. We're heading back down the footpath here. Big fat gray squirrels though. And that's because people are feeding them. And you're not supposed to. But they also have um, black squirrels, which we had back in the States, weren't so common running around Iowa City, but Iowa City had an abundance of squirrels, that's just because you have a bunch of wasteful college students and you can, if you're a pigeon or a rat or a squirrel, you have plenty of food to munch off of. Let's see. And I think now I'm at Third Beach. No, this is Second Beach. I'm sorry. Second Beach. We're going to walk on the back side of the Second Beach pool. Kind of seems interesting to me that you've got Second Beach where you can go on the beach and do all sorts of beachy things, but then there's a pool right next to it. It's kind of built out into the water.
Angeles stone over here. Stanley Park Seawall pedestrian pathway expansion officially opened September 21st, 1980. The development of the 55 kilometers of pedestrian cyclist pathway on the western perimeter of Stanley Park has been made possible by generous funding assistance from the Donovan Group of Charitable Foundations, complemented by federal government and city of Vancouver contributors. This has completed the continuous pedestrian cyclist pathway around the seawall. So it's only been complete all the way around Stanley Park since 1980. This is like just over on that side behind me, behind a, from the water, you can see or you run into the Lost Lagoon. So we're going to walk around. Second beach pool. Behind the pool, there's a snack stand, concession stand. Which, oddly enough, there was occasionally a. I go running, and for some reason the place was open, serving something. This is more around Christmas time. So now I'm looking directly out at Kits. Rebecca actually lived in Kits for a while. And uh, if you keep going out, keep falling down, you can see there's a crane, and that's actually down by where uh, University of British Columbia, UBC. It's a campus down there. It's quite a large campus, quite the complex. And so now we're going also, we're still passing behind the pool going past a kid's water slide. Comes a runner up behind me. Tim Horton's cup sitting on the ground. Ah, Tim Horton's. That was an interesting tracksuit. It was a very noisy tracksuit at that. So I can see one, two, three, four freighters out in the inlet. Just saw a plane take off from the airport down in Richmond. You can still see it climbing into the horizon. Just a clear day, man. You know, all through January it rained. 31 days in January. And it rained 29 of them. Now that doesn't mean that it was we didn't get to see the sun. We saw the sun kind of peek out here and there, but all this past week we've seen the sun. And even yesterday, I was sitting at the kitchen table on my computer and I was just blinded by it. I wasn't used to it. It was amazing. And Rebecca really said it, you know. But it, uh, yeah. When the sun's out like this on beautiful days, it really makes you appreciate the sun when you have it. It's just absolutely amazing. And you hear the sounds of the waves.
to make sure you stay out of the way of runners and bikers and things like that. Actually, go down on the beach. And get really close to the water. The sand here is really smooth. You can see where the tides come in. Seashells everywhere. Rocks washed on shore. something in the, underneath the surface. You hear the sound of the seashells cracking underneath my shoes. seawall, back up on the footpath here. I actually wore my hiking boots today. So I could do this, that way I could wear something that I can get dirty. These hiking boots are the same boots that I spent a summer 2000 in Japan. We're going to go off the path here and go up into the parking lot area because I'm going to head into the the heart of Stanley Park here to the trees <laughs> and the pathways up there but bought these hiking boots in Japan so that way well one of the things I did while I was there is I attempted to climb or to hike up Mount Fuji and I say attempted because I didn't make it that far. Okay. So, I'm gonna ditch the cell phone looking here. I'll just talk to myself. It doesn't bother me. 
walking into the woods. You don't have like a cell phone out on you. But on the trails here, I'm at the intersection of Ferguson Point, Third Beach, and there's a sign for it. 0.9 kilometers to the left to get to Ferguson Point and Third Beach. I'm literally in the park now. Hands are cold, I should put some gloves on. So the name of that road is called Stanley Park Drive. And I'm actually going down Bridal, which actually is a bike path as well. Oh, put some gloves on. My hands are freezing. Everything else is perfectly fine on me. The path is kind of down gravel. So even on rainy days when I go running through here, it's not muddy. It's like really fine gravel. You can kind of hear it underneath my feet. As far as I understand, when they first settled this area, Stanley Park was It was uh, all chopped down, you know, forested down, forested out. All the lumber was used. Got a runner coming up behind me. I like running up this trail. Oh, it's such a great trail to run. I like to refer to as running through the forest of Endor. as the runner got up to me. And she's going the same way that I usually go. But I'm standing directly across from this tree that looks like it's been slightly hollowed out. There's my camera. Slightly hollowed out by a fire. It's kind of neat. It used to be this movie. Actually, it was a book. That, uh, was just in love with called Bridge to Terabithia and for some reason this area reminds me of it and it was made into a movie and we watched it in school this place always reminds me of it I'm looking at this looks like it's like a like a campsite almost of course camping in this part of the uh, park is I think prohibited for the most part but um, sometimes homeless people still camp out here. And there was like, it looked like it used to be a fire pit and then like an umbrella sitting right next to it. I don't know if it's still gonna be there, but it looked like somebody had a pizza party through here one time, or at one time or at one point. I went running by here and there was like Domino's pizza boxes around, sitting on the ground. It looked like people just kinda had a party in the middle of the park, walking past a 
fire hydrant, which is really useful to have. It's interesting, nonetheless. You got like this forest park area with little fire hydrants put in here, here and there. It rained now the, the night before last, and um, as you go running through here, you get like bubbling brooks as you have the water seeps out of the park and heads back into the to the inlet. Now, this is neat. There's this. I'm not sure how I'm gonna post these pictures or whatever. But there's this huge stump of obviously what of a tree that was cut down a long time ago. And uh it's just massive. How big you could, or how wide you could really say that this is? Almost maybe like a six foot in diameter. So it'd be like what two meter diameter trunk. But then on the top of it, there's all these little trees growing. Like one, two, three, four trees growing out of it. You can see where one of the trees had its roots going all the way down to the bottom of the, what used to be the trunk of this other tree. Or the stump of it. It's amazing. Here you go. Let's see if I get close enough to this, capture the sound. So all this is is there's like a, it's almost like a raised road, this footpath, or I'm sorry, this bike path. And they've got like these drainage pipes laid underneath it, so that way the water on the one side can seep out to the other side, of course. And it always seems like there's water running out of here. Maybe it's from the condensation of the, that uh, forms overnight. There's always like a puddle of water on each side of the road. I should just keep my camera out and in my hand. So you got these cut down, you know, these trunks or these like the uh, stumps just sticking up. Not just stumps almost as tall as I am. And you got fallen tree tops and different things sitting down on the ground. And here's another one of these little bubbling books.
a big pool of water on the other side of the road here. All draining down into that, in that area on the other side of the road. I think at this point, kind of left the inlet side and I'm more on the Lost Lagoon side of, uh, of the park. The one effect that we're not getting this this morning, I went running through here one morning, and there's wisps of fog peeking through the trees with the sun peeking through. It's hard to explain that. I mean, it's so, it's just gorgeous when you get to see that. You can hear the seaplanes. They land just on the other side of this. In the direction that I'm heading. But we're actually going to come out. We're going to walk down come out in the Lost Lagoon. Still on what is known as the Bridal Path. That's what it's called at least. No wildlife per se, but <laughs> there's really not much for food here. You know, if you're an animal, sure, disappear into the woods at night or something. But during the day when the people are out, that's free food, man. I want to pass that up. And it's so funny too, because you're, you're walking along, or you're running along, or you're walking along, and all of a sudden you're like, you'll see like a group of raccoons, and they'll stop, and they'll look at you. And they're kind of like, what? I didn't do it. Okay, so I'm coming up to another intersection. Intersection, four-way. There's another, uh, actually it's a five-way. There's another, uh, fire hydrant right here. And they have a um, garbage can here so we can throw away your litter. Which it costs. It is a $2,000 fine for littering in the park. It's a pretty open clearing. Now I think if I were to go left from where I was coming, I'd head towards Beaver Lake. Straight, I'd keep going around. I think, I don't know. But we're gonna turn right. Maybe it's straight gets me to Beaver Lake. I can't remember. Today's not the day to get lost though. <laughs> and there's a little footpath. This is the cathedral path, which looks interesting. But like I said, we're gonna go the way that I know right now. Maybe someday if I can get Rebecca to come with me, we can record something. But this is the uh, sign says Lost Lagoon, half a kilometer. And written on the sign says Hay Bopper. And Marker. It's interesting. So we're on our way down towards Lost Lagoon. Another uh, stump, and this one probably at least, poof, it's 
a good three meters in diameter. It's massive and it's just covered in growth. Nothing when right on the side of it there's a, a small thin tree. Well it's not small. Probably goes up about twenty feet, thirty feet. But it's probably only like a foot in diameter. If that just massive stumps. I mean if you could imagine what the, this must have looked like before they came through and cut it all down and, you know, use it for raw materials, building homes, heating homes, all that fun stuff. And the battery's almost out in my camera. So let's switch that out and the card's almost full too. And my bladder's almost full too. All that coffee that I drank. As you walk along here, there's all like these, these little footpaths that people have worn into the to the ground, heading into different areas and into the woods. So they're unofficial paths. These paths, on the other hand, are you know they're packed down. And they're made for riding your bike along, walking along, running along. Surprisingly enough, when I go running along these paths, there's not very many people around. And so far, I've only been passed by one run. Here comes somebody behind me. Speak of the devil. That's interesting. Got a pigeon, a duck, a goose, and a swan all hanging out together. I can get a little closer to the water's edge here. Now I'm on the, the causeway side of, of the lagoon. And um, it's about where <laughs> you can hear the ducks. You got some ducks, you got some loony or loons, I'm sorry. Loonies is the name of the the money. Put some loons in here. <laughs> Canadian geese, seagull. We pretty much got the whole gamut of uh, bird life. Pigeon, swan, ducks, they all came over to huddle around me because I sat down on the bench and that must be kind of a conditioned response for them to start getting food. Sorry guys. We'll keep on moving here. Now we're going along the causeway side of the lagoon. And uh Looking out into, it's more like a pond to me. 
Lagoon to me would be kind of like mucky and icky. In the middle of the lagoon, though, there's a, uh, it's a fountain. And when it was around Christmas time, they had these, you know, they put a kind of a pole up in the middle and then draped lights from it so it looked like a Christmas tree. But they recently, when I was went out running on my morning runs, I saw that, uh, I noticed at least that they had taken that down. sounds of sounds of the causeway up above here. So it's getting a lot more traffic sounds. It's a far cry from when I was inside the uh, the, uh, the park, you know, in, in the woods. It's amazing. It's amazing how it just gets absorbed by the trees. And so we'll be heading into the West End here in just a moment. Actually, technically, I'm probably right on the border. Almost there. Some people that know each other with the pit bulls. Like I said, they, yeah, they love their dogs. March around the lagoon? Yes. A bunch of people back there that hadn't seen each other obviously in a while. So now I'm back with a cell phone against my ear to pretend like I'm talking to somebody. So I don't look like you're completely nuts. really crazy is like I read the book City of Glass by Douglas Copeland and I think we've shared this before we as in Rebecca and I but uh, the buildings the uh, kind of condos apartments and things that they build now kind of have this look to them kind of a similar look where they comprised with a lot of glass on the exterior. Hence why he calls the book City of Glass because there's so many buildings here that look like, you know, it just <laughs> looks like a city of glass. It's a bit redundant. But um, to build these structures, you have to dig down so far because you have to earthquake, you know, bring you up to codes for to be compliant with earthquake proofing, essentially, the building. 
And as soon as they dig down and get the, the foundation deep enough, as soon as they start building up, they just go. And they just spring up out of nowhere and they're building one of these down here right on the end of the west end right along Georgia and it was probably about it was just right around the base level when I first got out here and within the last few months such as you know without all this rain and weather the sucker's just gone up they've just been putting these windows it's going to be another one of these you know, probably expensive condo type places uh, to live in, uh, you know, just on the border edge of Cole Harbor and um, and uh, the West End here. It's just absolutely amazing. They just go straight up. And that's not the only one that's being built right now. There's probably at least six. It's a little windy around here six or seven of them and being constructed just in the downtown area I'm not, not talking about the uh, surrounding communities like Burnaby, Langley so on and so forth so basically I think we basically, we, we've uh, come to the end of for today standing at the um, the edge of uh, Lost Lagoon on the west end side I'm going to head back in the west end head home bladder's really full from the coffee, the water, the juice I drank this morning, but looking out in the Lost Lagoon and uh, if I look off directly straight ahead I see the trees of Stanley Park, but if I look off to the right just slightly you can see the snow-capped peaks and I really don't know what that could be Grouse Mountain yeah, I think it's gross. So much snow up on the peaks. With all the rain, the cool weather. The uh, ski resorts up there are doing quite well. It's a far cry from where they were a few months ago. A lot of people were really concerned. And last year they didn't even have a ski season, so this is a lot better than last year. And the sky is just crystal clear. Blue as could be. Still beautiful Thursday morning in Vancouver, British Columbia. So now I'm gonna go home, drink some tea, and warm up my hands a little bit. I should put my gloves back on. I don't know why I took them off in the first place. But when you're in the shadow of the buildings, you freeze. When you're in the sun, you're nice and toasty. It is time to go home. <laughs>